Reaching the Summit Women's Basketball Podcast is brought to you by three basketball-loving humans who express their lack of athletic ability through Extreme Summit League fandom. This podcast is hosted by Jordan Decker, Scott Holland, and Madison Van Walden. How do we start this out? What do we want to do here? We got the first episode of Reaching the Summit Women's Podcast. We got Scott Madison. Scott's reporting live from where are you where are you at, Scott? I am live from my kitchen right here in Macomb, Illinois. As you can, Sounds- well, I guess they can't see because it's a podcast. Otherwise, you could see the clock on the background. But yep, I'm in the kitchen right now. Madison, where are you? I am in the bedroom of my thousand dollar a month 364 square foot apartment in Clemson South Carolina love it I guess yeah I'm in the west side of Sioux Falls in my frigid cold basement that's about uh that's about where we'll start I guess uh so this is the first episode we're just gonna run through the week kind of good things that we saw from teams our teams um that surprised us and then we'll chat about that we'll talk with western illinois head coach jd gravina uh, as he previewed his two games for the weekend against north dakota and north dakota state and then uh, the last segment we'll kind of just preview the the upcoming games of the week does that sound good to everyone cool let's do it all right so this week we had a lot of games (laughs) it's a Full season kicking in now. Uh, it was good to see Oral Roberts, Kansas City. They both kicked off on Monday, uh, both of them with wins. Oral Roberts over Denver, Kansas City over Omaha. And then just a couple of days ago, Thursday, eight of the 10 teams were playing. Um, nothing really. Do you guys have anything on Thursday that stood out to you? Uh, Thursday um, and Saturday, I guess, that stood out to you team-wise? Uh, for me, I taking a good look at North Dakota right now. I was able to see the Fighting Hawks in Macomb on, on Thursday. They looked really good. I came away very impressed with UND. After a slow start, they won four straight games in the league and kind of put themselves in the middle of the pack and, and kind of maybe knocking in up that, that next third after the two South Dakota schools. So I like their size. I like how they play physically. They've got some shooters. They've got some scores. I just really came really pleasantly surprised with North Dakota just because I guess I maybe kind of fell in love with the, the slow start they had of the season to, instead of looking what they've done recently. So four straight wins, the second longest win streak in the league right now. So North Dakota, a team that I, I came away very impressed with this week. For me, definitely Oral Roberts started to turn it around a little bit this week. And part of that probably was having postponements and dealing with that, like a good chunk of the conference is, um, but they had a nine point win over Denver on Monday. Uh, at Denver also after a little bit of a slow start and then today they beat Kansas City at home by 11 so I think they're just starting to maybe figure it out a little bit and get back in the groove and hopefully they can go on a little run here yeah and and for the listeners who you know don't keep up regularly on the on the standings or you don't follow us which you should be that's probably how you got the link to this podcast episode Um, so as it sits after tonight um usd's in first seven and oh sdsu six and one 
then Oral Roberts jumps up after starting 0 and 2. They, they're at 3 and 2 now. They're they're tied with St. Thomas at 3 and 2. Uh, UND 4 and 3 after starting out 0 and 3, and then the Bison at 3 and 4. Western Illinois 2 and 3. Kansas City at 1 and 3. Omaha 2 and 6, and Denver at 0 and 7. And you know, Kansas City, although they're sitting eighth, you guys, I, I still think that they're, they're better than the record shows. Um, them and Oral Roberts, they just had a tough go with COVID and, and the games and those long breaks. But do you guys expect Kansas City to still kind of make a little run here over the next week or so to get back over 500? I think with a lot of these things, and, and we talk about it, it's no secret. This league is dominated by South Dakota and South Dakota State. And you look at Kansas City, two of those losses in the conference have, have come against the Jacks and, and, and uh, the Coyotes. And so any team that's already played those guys, you know, that kind of skews your record. And like you said, a long break. Schedule's going to pick up. It's going to be very hectic for them. I think they're playing a lot of three, game, uh, three games in a week for about the next month. But I think Kansas City will, will right the ship and kind of turn things around here. Yeah, Kansas City is headed to Denver next week. And Denver has found themselves in a little bit of a slump over these past three games. And maybe that's something that Kansas City can take advantage of. Um, I mean, like I said, it is in Denver, so that's something that they'll definitely have to overcome. But I think that might be a good opportunity for Kansas City to start their run and, and see where they can go. Um, after that, they go to North Dakota State. So I think that might be a little bit of a tougher game for them. Um, but we'll see. We'll see what happens. All right, next, uh, each of us picked out a game that really impressed us, our game of the week. Um, and Madison, let's uh, start it off with you. Who'd you have? Yeah, so for me, it was this uh, Oral Roberts in Kansas City game that happened today. Um, ORU, excuse me, won um, 77 to 66. So like I mentioned earlier, that 11-point win, um, which is just a little more convincing than Oral Roberts has been in, in recent days and weeks. Um, Terza Moore came out with 21 points today, obviously a big impact. But what I wanted to point out was how close this game actually was. When you look at field goal percentage, um, Oral Roberts had 44.6, Kansas City had 44.4. Free throw percentage was a little bit wider, um, Oral around that 77.4 mark and Kansas City at the 85, 86% mark. But then when you get into rebounds, Oral had 31, Kansas City had 33, but the turnovers are what really hurt Kansas City today. They came in with 25 times where they lost the ball or gave it away. Um, Oral Roberts had quite a few with 16, but I think that Kansas City having so many more, nine more turnovers definitely affected their ability to win this game today. Um, so definitely going into next week, I'm interested in Oral Roberts. I'm interested in what, what they're going to do and if they're going to start making a run. Yeah, Tears has been, uh, we're very familiar with her. She's been our player of the week a couple times uh, for ORU, for sure. Um, I had North Dakota State against St. Thomas. The Tommies, um, or as ESPN calls them, the Minnesota Tommies, um, continue to impress. Uh, obviously, not surprising to those that are within the Tommy program and fans of St. Thomas, but I know when we polled each other at the beginning of the year, everyone kind of was like, yeah, D3 to D1, best of luck, but here's where we put you. And the voters put them in 10th place. And right now they're sitting at tied for third. 
Um, so they continue to impress and they picked up a great uh, win against North Dakota State and Jade Hill has been our player of the week numerous times and she came off with 22 points and six assists uh, and Aaron Norling as well 34 points four rebounds two assists and both Aaron and Jade played the full 40 minutes. Um, they did a great job they uh, they forced uh, nine turnovers it looks like for North Dakota State. Uh, but St. Thomas also had four blocks and, and four steals. So they, um, they shot the ball really well. They shot free throws really well. Um, and so they just impressed against the North Dakota State team who our voters and our fans had uh, high hopes for and ranked pretty high in the preseason poll. Um, so that, that's my game. For me, uh, my game of the week is a game I talked a little bit about earlier, and that was North Dakota and Western Illinois. Uh, Fighting Hawks won 76-65 at Western Hall on Thursday night. And North Dakota had a little bit of a slow start. They were down 10-5 early, or 10-15 at the end of the first quarter, and then really put things together in the middle two quarters, outscoring Western 49-33 to really kind of separate themselves from the Leathernecks. Inside out, North Dakota hit a lot of shots off that pick and roll at the top key or at that elbow. J.D. Gravina, Western Illinois' coach, said it himself. They probably make more 10-15 to 15 footers than any team in the league. They got a lot of those shots and they made a lot of shots against Western. And you look at their size with the leap and orth in the, and I'm sorry, uh, leap and lane in the post, going to create a lot of problems for teams. But if they're making shots like they were on, on uh, Thursday night, they're going to be tough to beat against anyone because they can beat you up inside. They've got those two rim protectors that are going to be really tough on any team in the summit league and they can stretch it out as well. So really like what I saw from the fighting Hawks um, kind of transitioning from there. Uh, you know, I don't want to do that to Coach Gravina, just kind of talk about how his team really struggled on Thursday. But uh, we had a nice sit down with J.D. Uh, earlier in the week and talked with him. So uh, just about his team, about the league and maybe some kind of other things <laughs> to kind of pick his brain about this week. All right, Madison, Scott and I are back. We are now joined by head coach of Western Illinois, J.D. Gravina. This segment with Coach Gravina is brought to you by no one. Uh, Coach Gravina's Leathernecks currently sit at 2-1 and one in conference play and 11-3 and three overall. It's good enough to have earned third place currently in the Summit League. Coach, good evening. Happy New Year. Welcome back to the podcast. Thanks a lot. It's good to see all your faces. All right, before we get going, uh scott recently informed us that you won the macomb celebrity death pool before we say congratulations can you explain what exactly you won oh boy i don't know if we should uh go down that road or not but there is a, uh, you know we're not allowed to play fantasy sports being an ncaa coach so the only way we can really get that action is uh you know on something that's not relevant to sports so yeah it's literally a uh pool where you pick celebrities and uh if they die, you get points. But I like to think of it more as a remembrance pool. You know, I learn about these different celebrities and uh, kind of am able to learn about what's important to them. And uh, yeah, I'm the uh, seven-year champion. So I guess you could say I'm kind of a savant. Wow. Seven-year? Yeah. I'm a, I'm a really <laughs> average basketball coach, but I'm a way above average celebrity death pool player. <laughs> That's awesome. Hey, Scott, Madison, should we get us uh, reaching the summit one going? I, 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 this is the, the, the fantasy idea of just 
we'll just go points, rebounds, and assists with our players and just keep it in the league, keep it in oh. out. Yeah, like I don't even want to know who JD picked. I feel like it would break my heart. Like if I knew. I there are some people that are off limits. Like I will not pick, I, I did not pick Betty Wise. Just okay. Like, I was like, do I even ask? Like, did I? But that was my first question was please tell me he did not pick Betty White because that's just not even. You know, I put like old murderers on there, you know, like uh, I don't know if you've seen on the HBO, The Jinx, um, but uh, Durst, I put him on there. So. You know, but again, I, I want to really clarify that you're not rooting for these celebrities to die. It's just a way, you know, I hope I make someone's celebrity death pool when I uh, eventually kick the bucket. Um, so, you know, I think it's a good way to honor some people. I hear you, indeed. All right. We'll get to some more fun questions later on. But uh, let's start off. I want to ask you kind of just overarching thoughts on the Summit League thus far. Um you know, the play, uh, the travel, and, and really how the Summit League has scheduled games for this season. Yeah, I mean, I it was about – the league has been what I thought it would be. Um, you know, South Dakota is just definitely – I mean, when you have three players returning uh, like they have and, and Liv and Chloe and Hannah, I mean, uh, with a really good supporting cast around them, I mean, you just knew they were going to be a pretty special team. And their schedule is so difficult in the non-conference. I don't think they're getting quite maybe the respect they deserve. But uh, so far, not only in winning games in the league, but how they've won – those games, I think they're really starting to turn some heads around the nation. Um, you know, I think the the story of the league is this kind of upper middle of the pack group that is as good as I've ever seen it. I mean, you know, South Dakota State maybe still a hair better than than that, that group, but you've got UMKC, who's a really good team. I know they've been hit hard with some COVID cancellations, but um, right there with them, uh, North Dakota State, Oral Roberts, us, um, Omaha. And then even St. Thomas, I mean, you know, I don't think uh, anyone really expected them to go down easily, but the fact that they've been able to win two games in the league so far to beat Denver, to beat us, you know, at Western Hall, which I think is a difficult thing to do. Um, I just think that that really the, the whole middle to bottom tier of the league is better than it's ever been. And that makes it really stressful as a coach because there's just no easy wins like there used to be. Yeah, I would agree. Um, Madison, go ahead. All right. I've had a couple questions. Um, first one regarding Jada Thorpe. She's someone whose field goal percentage isn't necessarily as high as the rest of the team, but she still manages to be a playmaker and do a lot on the court. So can you just describe th the impact that she's had maybe in a role that nobody expected her to step into? Yeah. I mean, I, I'm really excited about Jada and what a lot of people don't realize about her is she really hadn't well she hadn't played college basketball up to this year she uh, had an Achilles injury um, before she went to K-State which is I think one of the hardest injuries that you could possibly have in, in college basketball especially at a young age worked her way back from that uh, but never really worked into the rotation at K-State so uh, she's really a freshman and she um, is learning on the go I think uh, that field goal percentage that you talk about is going to continue to increase. She's actually shooting it pretty well from three. 
Um, early in the year, she was getting the free throw line a lot. And I think that's becoming the scouting report on her is when she does go to the basket, just make sure you're not fouling her. And uh, she's working on her, on finishing uh, more mentally, like going to finish and not going to get fouled. But uh, she also is a really good passer, makes a lot of good, simple decisions. And we're looking, I think she uh, fell a little in love with the, the scoring against some teams that pressured, you know, when a team's going to pressure or press. I mean, Jada's just so quick. I've guarded her in practice. She's put me on skates a few times. She's going to go right around you and be able to get to the basket. So now that we're in Summit League play, and I think people guard a little more traditionally and use our height, um, I think she she's going to be kind of bringing back some higher assist numbers. And, uh, you know, defensively, she's got a great hand. She gets some steals. She's continuing to work on staying active. So um, I think we're really happy with Jada regardless. But when you think of her as a freshman or sophomore, then it's even more impressive. Absolutely. She's been a lot of fun to watch. Um, so talking about how we're in conference play now, you guys haven't played since New Year's Day, um, which was a tough, tight loss to St. Thomas in overtime at Western Hall, like you mentioned. Have you faced any challenges regarding maybe player engagement or just making sure you're game ready in practice since it has been nearly two weeks? And what do you expect to see out of your team tomorrow? Well, the really frustrating thing I think for us is if and Scott can vouch for this, we've almost always bounced back really well from bad losses. Um, and not to take anything away from St. Thomas, I mean, they had a tremendous game plan and, and came in and, and again, held us to, I think, 48 points in regulation, which is really tough to do. So it, you're right, that was a pretty disappointing loss. Um, and the really cool thing is we bounced back Monday after that game and just had a phenomenal practice. And I was really excited about getting on the road, playing two tough road games, and kind of switching our mentality to having more of a chip on our shoulder and feeling like we have something to prove instead of something to protect. Uh, and then uh, Monday, like at the last drill of practice, uh, COVID hit me like a, a ton of bricks. And um, we, after some testing and had to shut down for uh, almost a full week without even practicing. So that was really difficult for us because I felt like we we're in that bounce back mode that we do so well. And then we had to kind of put on the back burner and just um, not be able to do much anything and let that St. Thomas defeat kind of sit in our head. So we never struggle with player to, um, player engagement. I mean, our kids are just, um, they're just the best kids you could coach. And uh, I think if anything, it's more just kind of the, the sloppiness of we had already had a, a pretty long layoff before the St. Thomas game. So now we'll have played like one game in like 23 days or something like that. And that's just really hard from a basketball perspective to not be sloppy. But um, our kids are pretty fired up. You know, they're, they're focused on um, trying to sometimes in a game, I think we get a little tunnel vision and uh, we're, we're working on really kind of staying um, staying external and, and trying to see the big picture with things. And they've, they've bought into that. So I'm really excited. Honestly, at this point, you just get excited to play. I mean, we're just really thankful that we get to play basketball tomorrow. Uh, the both teams are uh, COVID free enough to play. And, you know, this year you don't have to take that for granted. So our kids are really fired up to play and, and really not focus on the result. You know, we try to, um, there's a poem called If by Rudyard Kipling that I really like, and it, it talks about um, winning and losing being imposters, you know, victory and defeat. And that's how we try to think of it. We really try to focus on the process and just the joy of playing the game of basketball. Absolutely. Well, I'm excited to see what you guys do tomorrow. I will pass it over to Scott. <laughs>
Coach, it, it seems like every season, these last three or four years, you graduate your leading scorer or that person you really try to get the ball to uh, when you need a bucket, whether it's been Grace Gilmore or Olivia Kaufman or Taylor Higginbotham and Emily Klein, we just go back and forth. Uh, Danny's kind of assumed that role for you guys this year. What do you kind of say to her? Or is it something she says to you that it's, I don't want to say she says it's my turn, it's my time, but what about her that's made her excel in that role to become kind of your go-to when you need a bucket and one of the leading scorers in the summer league? Yeah, Danny's always been such a good player, you know. I mean, she she tore her ACL coming into uh, college, but then that next year earned freshman of the year. And the thing about Danny is she was just a little, always a little bit quiet. And I remember when the um, preseason all-conference teams came out and, um, you know, I just asked her, like, you know, are you someone that I need to nominate for all-conference or are you just going to kind of be another – you know, a, a decent player like you've always been. And uh, I kind of saw a different look in her eye. And so I don't know how much of it is a, is a conscious effort with Grace leaving, although I do think Grace um, leaving, you know, presented a lot of opportunities for a lot of people just as having the ball in their hands a little bit more, getting a few more shots. Um, but Danny definitely benefited from that. And then she built some confidence. I mean, you know, that Notre Dame game, we didn't shoot it well, but as a team, we got a lot of really good shots and Danny played tremendous. And then, you know, going right into the Butler game where we played well as a team, she started to build some confidence and uh, she's just such a solid player. But, you know, if you, you know her, Scott, her mentality is so, I mean, you cannot rattle that kid. You know, I've tried. And so I don't know if she's ever the type that's like, okay, it's my turn. I'm going to go more more so just that the whole team has so much confidence in her. Um, we run a lot of sets to her when we need a bucket. I think she's just naturally building that confidence um, and, and benefiting from getting the ball in her hand a little bit more with Grace being on. This section of the interview is called, I think we're going to call it Summit Roulette, right, guys? That'll, yeah, that'll work. Will that work for now? All right. Well, the Summit Roulette's also brought to you by no one yet. Um, so you're going to have to work on your sponsors here, Jordan. <laughs> I'll, get, I'll get Chipotle on the horn. <laughs> it's a tight budget to start quarter one. Um, Madison, we're just going to rapid fire at you, coach. Just some fun right. questions, light questions. Madison, go ahead. Take it away. I've got two. Uh, the first one, who is your favorite player in the league who is not a Western Illinois Leatherneck? Oh, man, that's a tough one. Um, you know, I've always kind of had my favorites. Uh, I've got to go with, um, boy, my players wouldn't like to hear this, but uh, Clove um, at South Dakota, you know, the combination of Chloe and Liv, um, they're just, they've been around forever. I mean, it literally seems like they're my age. Um, and I, I remember it, they're so different. I remember watching Chloe the first time she came in a game as a freshman and been like, holy crap, this kid's going to be good. And on the flip side, I remember when Liv got good and being like, who the heck is this kid? And so they're, they've gotten to this point so differently. Um, and it's just been fun to watch. You know, they're pretty interactive on social media, which I always think is fun. They don't seem to take themselves too seriously. So hate playing against them. Uh, they're kind of like an arch nemesis, but really have a lot of respect for them. Believe me, I think they've been around forever too. <laughs> they're like the Perry Ellis of women's college. <laughs> We've got some old timers in the league. I mean, we, you know, Shervin's been there a long time. Um, and I mean, it, it just, we've got some kids that just seems like they have never graduated and, and we're looking forward to when they graduate. For sure. 
Um, what is your favorite Summit League gym to play in besides the hall? And on the contrary, your least favorite? Uh, least favorite's easy. I mean, it's the Rabbit Den at Brookings. I mean, I just, you know, I, I again, I have a lot of respect. Uh, I know some of the employees there and what they do from a marketing perspective. And um, I'll still never forget the year we were playing there. And um, they had one of those deals where the, the fans won free chicken wings if we missed two free throws in the fourth quarter. And they just harassed one of my players into missing two free throws. That and was me. <laughs> I swear to God, that was me in the front row. <laughs> I thought it was, but. I love you to death, but I, that was so much fun. <laughs> and, you know, like, I mean, South Dakota State fans, they boo every call that goes against them. I mean, you know, like. I mean, one of their players could literally just punch me in the face and get a technical foul and they would disagree with the call. So that's my least favorite. Um, as far as my favorite would be UMKC, mostly because I'm from Kansas City. Our team has always played really well there. Um, it's I know it's not the, maybe the most glitzy, glamorous place, but I like kind of the more intimate setting. Um, and I think it's a shooter's gym. Coach, what's your favorite uh, two-game road trip now that we have the travel partners and you're back to a more traditional schedule? What is your favorite combo trip? Not your Because I know KC will be your favorite singular trip, but as far as the double trip, what's your favorite? Probably got to be that Omaha-Denver trip. I mean, who doesn't love to go to Denver? And we've been really lucky to go there um, and play our final game at Denver a couple of years now. And I always stay an extra day and do a little snowboarding or skiing out at Keystone um, afterwards. So Hopefully my wife lets me do that again. We've got some long trips now with these makeup games, but uh, Denver's is such a great city. And uh, I actually like Omaha where we stay down by Baxter Arena. And I think Omaha is an underrated city. So that's a fun trip. You're going to be able to, if uh, that KC trip, now that that's been rescheduled, lines up with a playoff game, you might sneak out or do you look that far? I'm going to have to look at the schedule and see how that works out. I didn't think of that, Scott. I, that's a good good thing to look at. We're giving him ideas. <laughs> hey, really quick on that, uh, Coach, why is Big Ben going to upset the Chiefs this weekend? <laughs> you know, boy, that's tough. That's a tough one to answer. Or how uh, does Kansas City lose the game? Yeah, I mean, I think turnovers has been, you know, something that maybe if they get an early turnover too, that seems to not only give the other team the ball, but kind of get in their head a little bit. Uh, maybe if they play not to lose. But uh, I like my Chiefs. You know, I uh, – I'm a, we talk about Fairweather fans. You know, I've been a Chiefs and Royals fans through good times and bad. So I just enjoy being a fan. You know, that's one thing about coaching is you're so into it and involved that I think I do maybe a better job than a lot of just stepping away and being a fan and not second guessing everything. You know, I wore the Patrick Mahomes game to the Omaha or Patrick Mahomes jersey to the Omaha game last year and talked to my team about how, you know, I just felt like he always played so aggressively and, and without fear. And, and I like that about them. So I'm just kind of a fanboy when it comes to the Chiefs. Should uh, Pat Mahomes' brother be allowed on the sidelines? <laughs> he finds a way to be a distraction, doesn't he? But, you know, hey, he, he's he, my thing about him, he seems to enjoy life. And I love people that kind of have that joy in their life. So uh, I, I'm on board with him continuing to do what he does as long as he doesn't, you know, bother his brother. <laughs> all right any other roulette questions guys i don't think i have any off the top of my head i think i'm yeah i think i'm good too coach appreciate it yeah no coach thank, thanks again for hopping on and uh 
you know, we hopefully can get a few more of these in uh, throughout the year. And uh, yeah, best of luck this weekend against the lesser, uh, the North Dakota State schools or North Dakota schools. I appreciate it. <laughs> I appreciate it. And I'll work on these sponsorships for the podcast. I'm thinking maybe uh, to go along with the celebrity death pool, maybe a funeral home would be a good sponsor. <laughs> God. You know, let's just stick with Chipotle to start okay. off. I'll work on that. Okay. Okay. Can it be Qdoba though? Qdoba, Qdoba. I've only asked the followers. Western Illinois campus. So I'm all for, I found a few things I like at Qdoba. So I'll, I'll see what, <laughs> what. All right. Thanks again, coach. And uh, best of luck the rest of the way. Thank you guys all for taking the time. All right, again, that was Coach J.D. Gravina of Western Illinois. And, guys, I, I still don't know or understand the rules of the celebrity death pool, but uh, we'll let him have that since he can't really bet or do anything on college sports. But uh, that, that still confuses me a little bit. All right, next we're going to jump into uh, games coming up this week and kind of what uh, the game we're looking forward to the most. Um, this segment will be brought to you by no one, not yet. But uh, so we start off Monday, Martin Luther King Jr. Day, St. Thomas visits Oral Roberts, Tuesday, Kansas City at Denver, Thursday, every team in the league is playing Western Illinois visits Vermilion in South Dakota, Kansas City is on the road at North Dakota State, Oral Roberts plays North Dakota, St. Thomas visits South Dakota State, and Denver visits Omaha. Saturday, January 22nd, Oral Roberts plays at North Dakota State, Kansas City at North Dakota, St. Thomas at South Dakota, and Western Illinois visits Frost Arena in Brookings against South Dakota State. Scott, we'll start with you. What game sticks out to you next week? You know, I don't know if it's a game, but it's that block of games that Oral Roberts, North Dakota, North Dakota State, Kansas City, uh, those, those look like some good games right middle of the pack. I, that might go a long way to determining that 3-4 seed. I know it's way too early to talk about the conference tournament, but I think those are going to be some really nice games. I'm going to go with Oral Roberts and North Dakota. Uh, I really like that game. I think it's two teams who want to win the same way. They want to play the same style. That game on Thursday night, I think it's going to be a really fun game. We'll see what Oral Roberts has uh, after playing at home on Monday, then making that trip all the way up to Grand Forks for a Thursday game. So that's the game I'm bookmarking and keeping keep my eye on, especially on, on Thursday evening. Madison, what do you uh, what sticks out to you? This is kind of tough. There's a lot that sticks out to me. I think, though, I'm going to go with Denver and Omaha on Saturday. These are two teams that I think – do have the talent and um, maybe have come close to figuring it out, but just haven't quite gotten there yet. And I'm excited to see what they do against each other and to see who comes out with that dub. Yeah, I would agree. Boy, you guys made it tough. I'm going to go with the game that starts off the week with St. Thomas at Oral Roberts. Um, the only reason I'm picking that one is because St. Thomas has to follow that game with the 605 road trip at SDSU and at USD. And, you know, those are two tough places to play. And, you know, obviously the South Dakota schools are going to be heavy favorites. So those might be two losses for the Tommies. 
Um, so that'll be a big game for them to try to beat Oral Roberts, who has uh, North Dakota and North Dakota State, like Scott mentioned. But um, I'm going to pick that game because that has some huge implications for mostly St. Thomas and um, obviously Oral Roberts after that. All right, great week of games coming up. Uh, to close out the first episode of the podcast, we present the Smart Ass segment from Madison. Um, this Smart Ass segment is presented by Madison's Smart Ass Mug. Madison, take it away. Yes, so I do have a Smart Ass uh, Mug. It says sassy, classy, and a bit smart assy. Anyone that knows me knows that that is the absolute biblical truth. Um, here's my my smart ass just annoyance for the week. I went to Walmart yesterday because I needed groceries and there's going to be this big snowstorm coming into South Carolina in about four hours from now, it should start snowing and they don't have the equipment down here. It's not, that's not their thing. So I'm like, I'm gonna go get some groceries. I'm gonna snuggle in and I'm gonna watch the chaos as like a true Midwesterner. And I just wanted chicken breast, right? Cause I was going to meal prep. I was going to make like these lemon herb noodles with chicken and like broccolini for the week to take to work. So I'm going to get like the thawed chicken breast that you get out of the poultry section. I go to a neighborhood market, Walmart, it's gone. I'm like, all right, no big deal. I was also looking for oat milk, also gone. I'm like, all right, I'll go to a super center, go to a super center, no chicken, no oat milk. So I end up getting frozen chicken, no big deal. Still want my oat milk for my coffee. So I drive 10 more miles to a food lion and they're full of oat milk. It's great. I get up to the line. The cashier's like, you look like you're, you've really been through it today. And I was like, let me tell you. Let me tell you about this. And I told her, and she was so sweet. She's like, oh, I'm glad we had some oat milk. Y'all, when I got back into my car and got home, my frozen chicken was like half thawed. Like, I'm not kidding. Oh, Jesus. So I should have just got the frozen stuff in the first place instead of running all over Kingdom Come looking for some chicken. So that is my, my smart ass comment for the week. Once again, presented by Madison Smartass Mug Cup. Called it, yes. I'm going to do a hot take of the week. I, of next week, I think, looking at the schedule here, let's do a hot take. I'm going to say North Dakota State wins both of their games next week. They're playing Oral and who? Kansas City. I think I've been, they, they're at home. I think they pick up a couple road. And I'm not just saying that because I accidentally slipped up and called them the lesser Dakota school. Okay. And again, JD's interview, I think they, I think they bounce back. I think they get a couple of nice uh, home wins and that'll propel them up to, uh, Oh, well, that propel, uh, over 500, five and four. That's I think mind. then that that means Casey is going to go. zero and two, because I do think that Denver is going to pull some Uju voodoo out and they're going to win. They're going to come back. So we'll see what happens. I'm excited. Uju Voodoo. I love Uju Voodoo. I hope she likes it. Shine Uju. I hope you like it. Shine Uju. You got to listen to us. Like this, like the tweet. Uju Voodoo is a good thing. I'm all about it. All right. Finally, we'll, uh, we'd like to give shout out to our followers. Uh, Thank you guys so much for the love the first week. We're already up to over 117. We're at 117 exactly as of eight o'clock on Saturday um that's awesome we're just trying to um you know publish more stuff for the summit league women's 
side of hoops and just appreciate any support you guys give. I'll start off with giving some love to UND followers. A lot of engagements this week. So if you rep the green for the effing Hawks, thank you. That's my shout out for the week. Madison, you got a shout out? I do have a shout out. I have a tweet here from the ORU women's basketball account that said they were excited to be on the show. And I replied to it and they said, and I quote, just give us a time and we'll be there. So this is your call out. ORU, I would like you Emails to coming. be on the show. The email's coming in the coming weeks here, next week or the week after. We'd love to get you on. Love to talk to Coach Cussin. We're super excited. And thank you for listening to us. We really appreciate it. Scott, you got any uh, follower of the, of the week? I'm going to go with the uh, Denver women's coaching staff. I think their entire staff is following us. Uh, Doja Woods, it's, she had a, had a great – during game conversation with her while Western was playing Denver here in Macomb a few weeks ago. So shout-out to the Lady Pioneers and their entire staff following along and trying to get that uh, Denver women's team going this year. Yeah, and, you know, to finish up, and I speak on behalf, I think, of all of us at Reaching the Summit – uh, podcast, you know, thanks to the coaches, uh, the SIDs, communications, um, for getting us hooked up with interviewing the coaches. And we're really trying to grow and get you guys more coverage. So just message us on Twitter. If there's people that uh, we should be following or give us a follow, we'll follow you back. Um, but we're, we're always looking to grow the podcast. So if there's any super fans out there or um, celebrities that are fans of the team, you know, we'll get them on there. That way we can uh, not be presented by no one and uh, expand our coverage a little bit. So you guys have any last thoughts before we uh, hit the hay? I'm just excited, man. I've been watching Summit League ball since I was a kid um, and going to a Summit League school and experiencing that as a student was super great. And now to have the opportunity to be doing this and to get to talk to some of these coaches and, and players and whoever it may be uh, is super exciting. So please know that I, I love this opportunity. I'm so grateful for it and I'm having a lot of fun. Big week ahead, 11 games would be great to play all 11. I'm sure I think that's everyone who follows along saying, let's, let's be done with this. Let's power ahead and let's stay healthy and let's get as many games in as we can these next few weeks. I absolutely agree. Say, folks, listen up. Uh, the season, the Summit League season is about halfway over. So our voters will be um, given some stats on players and we'll be releasing our our choices for first and second team, defensive player of the year, coach of the year, all the good stuff. So if you want to become a voter, uh, follow us and then message us, our, our Twitter account at ReachSummitPodW. Uh, we'd love to have more voters. Um and uh, that'll be coming up. And yeah, like Scott said, we got a full week of games ahead and we look forward to trying to release these every Sunday and have a coach or two or some personalities on as interviews. So wish you all a great week and we'll talk to you next week.